I'll split the board here. I'll use the center board for, uh, for the strong verb. And we did active and middle. I'm going to do the passive for the strong verb, and then I will do them all for the weak verb. So for the passive, we could predict, and this is right, it goes according to prediction, that the, uh, the uh, so-called present, middle, and passive share the same form just like they did in the indicative mood. No problem. Now, what principal part do we need here? Number six, right? For aorist passive. And here is the form. Now watch what I'm going to do here. This is the sixth principal part, a life thing from LiPo. Here's how you make the infinitive. Watch what we do. We, of course, take off the augment, take off the secondary ending. And we add, we add the old active infinitive ending nigh. Nigh. Life thay nigh. Nigh is an old active infinitive ending which can be seen in the uh, present infinitive, the so-called present infinitive, of the verb to be. I mean, the infinitive of the verb to be is I nigh. See, there is our old nigh ending. Why do I say an active infinitive ending? Do you remember for the aorist passive, which we had in chapter 11? Aorist passives take active endings. Nu sigma nothing, men tesson. So this is technically an active ending. <coughs> now, Life thani is the way you make the aorist passive infinitive. Now, what would that be? How would you translate that? To be left. To be left. She desires to be left behind. Now, let's do the weak. These are strong. Over here now on this board, I'm doing the weak. Leo. Li ein. Note we have the same ending. Li es thai. Same connecting vowel and ending. Li es thai. Same connecting vowel and ending. By the way, I should tell you here, li ein is actually a contraction like we had with the contract verb. This actually stands for. Li eh en, like that. And that way, you get the same kind of eh eh contraction as you do in the contract verbs, and you get ein. There's our first principal part, or what do we call it? Present focus on connection infinitive. Let's do the aorist now. The aorist passive from number six will be the same. Lithenai. That's normal. Now we get to the third principal part. Bits, is this going to be disgusting? Of course it is. Yes. 
because we have the weak heiress to contend with. Here, let's put the forms up first here. These would be the indicative forms. How do you make infinitives? Well, what are we going to revert, we, uh, take off first, Danny? Yeah? The augment. Always goes because we're not dealing in past time. All right, now, if we take off that, that's the same stem as the future. Believe it or not, I haven't talked about this, there is a future infinitive. And a future infinitive, we're not going to do it in this chapter. The future infinitive does go normally, like this. There is a future infinitive. Well, this immediately prejudices anything that the aorist infinitive can do. Because if I use a normal connecting vowel and ending, normal ending, it's going to look identical. So what does it do? It does the same thing you do if you were in Krakow or Warsaw. It gets Polish. And that is, it's got to do something to distinguish it from the future. Let's look at the middle first. Here's what it does. Yikes, what happened here? Got the sigma in the stem, followed by the characteristic alpha, and then the infinitive ending sti. Lisa sti. So, lisa sti is the aorist middle infinitive weak. What happens then to the Luce is the stem. That is correct. That is correct. Luce is the stem. And that alpha is a connecting vowel there. Now, you might think that you'd get something like that. Greek never liked, never liked, I don't know why, never liked the ending ein like that with an alpha yoda. I don't know why. That's what it is. I suspect, and I'll admit to you, I'll confess to you, I did not, in preparation for this, take the time to look this up. But I suspect that that ending is actually this ending. I suspect it's actually that, and the sigma drives out the knee. And if it does that, then you get that. See? Now, now, here comes, oh, I'll leave these futures up here. This is the second principal part. Lee sign, Lisa sign. Now, here's where we get a little bit of bits. Look at the accent here. 
Got to be like that, Fitz. Why? Long. Going to accent that. Got to be a circumflex. Right. Now, interestingly enough, on the infinitive, the accent is not recessive. It could be because it has a noun sort of component to it. But let's take a longer verb like therapoil. The accent is not therapoisai. It is still therapoisai. So you will tend to see circumflexes on those infinitives with the alpha yoda. Yes? Yes. 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 That one does. In the strong does not, for some reason, it is back like this. And I don't know why they did that. But they just did that. And this is a bad move because the eo contract verbs that we've just had will look exactly like that in the present tense. See, an eo contract verb will be phileine, which will give you phileine. See, like that. So a present contract verb will look like an a or a strong. Now the thing is, if you know your verbs, you're okay for this reason. Eo contract verbs are weak. All right, they are all weak. Yeah, they are. They are all weak. And thus, unless you know this as lepeo, as a contract verb, there is no way that the contract verb is going to be ein in the present and then turn out to be strong in the aorist and it's an ein again. You know, it's not going to happen. Okay. So, this morphology, let me erase the other things here. This is the morphology that you have to learn. This here is, is easy enough and is only of technical importance. These forms do not conjugate. These are the forms. Okay? These are the forms. Lipine, liposthi, liposthi, lipine, lipesthi, lipthani. Those are the forms. Those are the only infinitive forms there are for those stems. That's all you get. Now, I want you to notice something here, because what I'm going to say next is very important theoretically. And that is this. Let's see if any of you can answer this. I'm going to ask this in the form of a question. Why don't we have an imperfect infinitive? Yeah. Exactly. Because the infinitive is a stem infinitive. And an imperfect is only a pastime version of that stem. That's right. So that's why, see, if you can get out of your mind the notion of tense as time, you can answer this question. Traditionally taught, people are constantly fogged by this question. 
Why isn't there an imperfect infinitive? Well, the fact of the matter is, it's an infinitive for the aspect. And the, and the aspect of imperfect is the same as the aspect of the present. You just need an infinitive for that aspect, that's all. You don't need anything else. As a result, because you need an infinitive only for aspect, there is only one infinitive per stem. Same is going to be true of the participle. One participle per stem. Per stem. And these items, infinitives, participles, subjunctives, and so on, do not have time attached to them. Do not have time. Only indicative mood forms have time. So, um, as far as the uh, parsing is concerned, to go back to that, let's parse each one of these forms here. Present active, present middle, present passive, aorist active, aorist middle, aorist passive. End of story. That's all the parsing there is. There are only two categories for parsing. Now, if we were to do, and I really like to do this, is to test morphologically with finite and infinitive verbs all in the same chart. This is what you have to do. I'm going to change, take away this board here now. Let's just say we had a phagon and phagine. This is an infinitive. That is a normal indicative. Now, if we were to do tense, mood, and voice, this would be aorist indicative active. This would be aorist active. But there's no mood because infinitives do not have mood. So this becomes sort of the category infinitive. Infinitive is not a mood, but it is what it is. You know, this is like saying this is an infinitive, this is a finite verb of the indicative mood. Now, sometimes. Sometimes when I test, I do it in the following way. Now watch this. Every form of the verb, every form, has tense, so-called tense, and voice, active, middle, and passive. Everyone has that. So this is aorist active, this is aorist active. Now, now. Some finite verbs have mood. And there are infinitives and there are participles. So, what is the bottom one? It's an infinitive. What is the top one? It's a finite one of the indicative mood. See, that illustrates what we're talking about. This is finite verb, infinitive, participle. And under this, 
This also has a specific mood, which is degree of probability or reality. You said that the infinitive is timeless. Yes. But when it takes the time from the main verb, does it not no longer timeless? Well, it's just sort of reflecting it. It's like a chameleon. What color is a chameleon? Well, whatever its surrounding is, but it's colorless by itself. 